and welcome to the last of our best of 2021 shows and this time it's all about music and I'm delighted to be joined by Fiona Liddle, musician, podcaster, radio presenter and huge supporter of Scottish music. Hello Fiona. Hello Alistair, thank you for having me. Oh it's an absolute pleasure and how it's <laughs> going to work is we are going to pick 10 tracks each to talk about um, which I found was not an easy thing to do. How about you? No, it was horrible. No, didn't like it at all. Like, even this with my own playlist, I chickened out and just put like 40 or 50 songs in there that I liked because I just couldn't do it. But uh, I've tried my best and I've whittled it down to 10 that, that you know, are not that are not objectively the best music ever released in 2021, but the songs that I really like and I really click with. And that's what I've gone with rather than like, you know, any kind of academic approach to it. Well, that's a great thing. I think that's one is, is the way to do it. It's the way I've done it as well. But also what yeah, I really okay. like is there's lots of bands on there and musicians that I think it's good to talk about because they've had such interesting yeah. years and things like that as well. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, should say that there's a Spotify playlist if you want to hear the music we're about to talk uh, about, which is obviously a good thing. And uh, and if you like it, go and, you know, buy it and support it and all these things mm -hmm. because that's hugely... Buy before important. you buy. <laughs> exactly that's what it is and um so let's just kick off with your first choice um mm -hmm. what is it uh my first choice is i don't like you by anna Layden, who's a belfast born uh, singer songwriter who's based in glasgow and i heard her ep all part of it um earlier this year and i just fell in love with it it's been my soundtrack to most things to be honest i just love the instrumentation of it all and anna's voice and just her, like the lyrics in this song in particular, I don't like you. They're just really kind of sarky and clever and funny. And they kind of paint this image of like, um, like I don't know, a really dark corner in a music place or something. And it just kind of ripples out. And just this kind of venom that's coming from Anna. And I really enjoyed that kind of um, atmosphere she's created in it. And um, it kind of reminds me of um, like You're So Vain by Carly Simon, that kind of vibe of like yeah. a woman who's just had enough. And I just, yeah, I like that <laughs> in a song. Well, I mean, this there was a couple of your choices that I didn't know that mm -hmm. well, and this was one of them. Same with you, yeah. And uh, well, it's really nice you. to go and because you think you've listened to so much and you've still. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to listen, and oh, it's a fantastic song. And to me, there was mm -hmm. a bit of kind of Kate Bush, not just in in the yeah. songwriting as well, you know, because it's it is quirky. It's a bit. It's not maybe what you expect. Um, Joni Mitchell was mm -hmm. someone else. I thought, you know, what you think? Yeah, Joni Mitchell as well. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fantastic, and it's one that I, I can't wait to uh, listen further. Quite an interesting backstory, as you say, seems to have come from Ireland and then in Aberdeen and, and mm -hmm. moved into Glasgow, and uh, yeah, great musician. Yeah, fantastic musician, and she's such a nice person as well. She's one of those ones that I've just posted her song up, and then we've just been talking back and forth ever since. One of those people, which is great to always find in the in the Scottish scene as well. And yeah, I love her songwriting so much, and I'm very excited to see what she does next, because yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic hippie. Um, all part of it. You should listen to the whole thing because it's all great. <laughs> so my first choice is Jeshua and Esther. Um, it's from the album Unreliable uh, Narrator, um, and it's a great example of what's on the album. You know, it, it's kind of, that kind of lo-fi um, dream pop. There's quite a lot of it about this year and the last couple of years. That yeah, it's very popular. Thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm thinking also of Community Swimming Pool, who I could easily have had mm -hmm. on, Swiss Portrait. Yep. Um, even going a band that's been about a bit longer, Vojtic the Bear, who had an album this year. Mm -hmm. they, that kind of, it's almost like Django pop. It's almost um, <laughs> a, a kind of 
indie from another time, but uh, they're doing something new with it uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And the way that he delivers, I mean, the lyrics are, I mean, they are sung, but it's, you know, mm -hmm. just sung. It's, they're almost spoken in that kind of almost spoken, delivery. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that makes them deceptively simple songs. They sound like they're simple because the, there's no big production or anything. Yeah. But actually, they're, uh, you know, they're, there's something quite interesting going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is what I hadn't heard of either. I'd heard the name Jeshua sort of thrown about, but I hadn't heard any of his stuff before. But this one, it's the same sort of thing. I listened to it the first time and thought, oh, this is a nice kind of simple song. And then I went through the sort of the lyrics and thought, oh, there's way more going on here. And then I looked at his backstory. The whole album was written when he was working on Night Shift. Is that right? Like last yeah. year or something? So it's just kind of added this whole sort of delirious um, thing on top of it where it does feel like someone kind of stumbling through um a dream or something where they're really really tired and i just really like the vibe he's created with it as well even though it doesn't really change much of the song the whole way through that jango pop thing is so yeah it's suiting for the subject matter and suiting for the idea of it being written on being written on night shift definitely <laughs> so it's that kind of weird deliriousness <laughs> yeah it's almost like you know, not quite nightmare pop but kind of waking dream mm. pop you know or something it's yeah. like a subconscious <laughs> at work you're doing something that you're not really perhaps fully engaged with at a time when you think yeah we're doing this there's definitely that kind of feel about it. and i think the name of the album unreliable narrator kind of fits in oh. that feel as well yeah if someone's not quite all there right now yeah definitely definitely fits in with that and maybe that's why the song not changing actually works as well because it's like the shift not changing in every day kind of being oops sorry that was my mic's turn every day kind of being the same as well yeah i think it's because the few songs that um certainly i i've picked and a couple of years there's they build you know there's a start mm -hmm. to build but as you see there's a kind of tone or yeah. a, a mood that goes through or, or the, the song that uh, is really quite interesting and um that was one of the first things i think from that's from earlier in the year that was one of the things uh, i found difficult is you know <laughs> you can, you so much you think what did i listen <laughs> in january and february no idea <laughs> they all kind of blend together there were some songs on the list that was like was that really this year yeah. i thought that was about two years ago but yeah it's just all blurred together clearly and i think you know you'd say that um a album was written during pandemic and a lot of them will be a lot of the stuff that we talk about the tracks yeah. we talk about will have been as well but you also think about how that's how we were listening to music too which totally mm -hmm. changes things isolated you know? and just completely alone yeah trying to yeah. <laughs> decipher stuff yeah it adds to your listening experience definitely listen to stuff on your own just going through a list of like submissions or something it does change how you sort of view a song whether it just came on in, like a cafe or something like that yeah. you know you're much more intent on listening to it and really feeling the whole thing i think Absolutely, absolutely. And someone who had a great 2021 you're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, yes, my next pick is The Kitchen by Lindsay Clark, who's had a great year. Her album has just, um, well, rightfully so, received so many accolades and so much support from people. I actually saw her live. Um, it was my only, was it my only gig? It was my only gig um this year i think <laughs> seeing lindsay clark at the hug and pint um which she kindly invited me to um and it was brilliant it was just the atmosphere was amazing there was loads of her fans and family and friends just all singing her own lyrics back to her and i think just capping off the year she's had with that like the joy in her face was just yeah really heartwarming to see um and the song itself the kitchen i think the reason why this is still my probably favorite of hers is probably because as we were saying it was the first 
uh, song I'd heard by her at all. Like even apart from her electro pop years, I hadn't heard any of that either. This was the first my introduction basically to Lindsay Clark, and I just fell in love with her voice instantly. And the production and the instrumentation by Bovine is just it's it's masterful. I really really love the sort of folky weirdness of it all and the DIY element of the album as well. I think it's just they've just done a fantastic job, and I completely. I'm just so glad that this album's getting the recognition recognition it deserves, really, because it's just such a fantastic piece of of music. Well, um, I'm going to be p- posting my ten favorite albums mm-hmm. of the year quite soon, and I don't want to give oh, it right. all the way. But, <laughs> but. I, I just I love I, I love uh, the album. I love what Lindsay does. Yep. There's and if she's listening to this, I hope you take this in the right way. There's a kind of world weariness to her voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a, I, yeah. I feel she's from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That she's lived other lives and it's yeah, kind of she's channeling them or something through. I I just think it's incredible. And you're right about the, the lovely kind of DIY nature of it. I think the last track opens mm. with kind of hitting a wrong note or going, oh, yeah, it's oh, so out of tune. Yeah. She did that live as well. She's like, she'll do the bit. Oh, it's so out of tune. So she did it live as well. And no, definitely brilliant. one of the breakout artists of the year. Um, I wasn't really mm-hmm. aware of her, her stuff before this, but no. what a fantastic album and a proper album, you know, where each song mm-hmm. kind of feeds into the other one and there's stories being told. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, yeah I, I just absolutely love it. And the kitchen, I think the kitchen was probably the first track I heard from it as well. Yeah, it was our first single from it, I think, as well. So yeah, yeah. it's just such a strong introduction to just what the album was going to be. And she's just done an amazing job with just, well, just blasting onto the scene really with all this stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and as you say, it's just been so well received and rightly mm-hmm. so. It really has been, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does next. To be honest, uh, like yeah. live, it was yeah. it was just such this lovely, warm atmosphere, and she clearly has a lot of love and support around her. And I just, yeah, hope that that nurtures even more great music. Yeah, Hugging Pints interesting. I've been to see a few bands mm-hmm. there where um, everyone in the room seems to know the the, the words to. Yeah, everyone song. knows the words. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was it mad. Just, it's really weird. I went to see Rest there, and uh-huh. I'd seen them play, and everyone was singing along to every track. <laughs> It's usually wow. like that there's something going on here, you know, something yeah, yeah, yeah. is going on here. If people it's like a really are, intimate venue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So the next choice, uh, people watching and listening will think there's something underhand going on here. <laughs> <This is a laughs> awkward. But I have to say, I had picked my choices, people, um, with a couple of changes for doublers that we had. Um, I picked my choices before I asked Fiona to be involved because it is Geffergeist and Mutual. It's me trying to say nuclear again. Nuclear, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, Geffergeist is, you explain who Geffergeist is. All right. <laughs> Geffergeist are an Edinburgh-based uh, electric pop duo um, kind of thing. It's me and my uh, producer, co-writer, co-everything, um, Neil Ray. Uh, we started releasing in 2020 with our song Graceless and Nuclear was our second single released in January this year, very another early one, another yeah. very early one. It's weird with nuclear. It's it's like it's neither of our favorites. Right. <laughs> we like the song, but um, I think with every new release, we're like, no, this is the best one. This is the best one. Yeah. So nuclear, we've kind of because it was so early on in the year. I think we even we've kind of 
kind of forgotten about it. Is that a song? <laughs> was, uh, did that release year. this year? Did we really release? I know. I think I think it's like a, it's like an older song as well. I wrote it like three years ago, and that was released this year. And then everything else that's happened this year, I think it's just kind of been forgotten in the, in the ether of January twenty twenty one. But even with like the end of the year, it's been nominated for lots of like singles of the year and stuff. And we're just sort of sitting here really surprised. We're like, oh, it's nice. Didn't realize it had that big an impact. I wonder because that's interesting hearing. You know, you, of yeah. course, you move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's only natural. I mean, I talk to to a lot mm -hmm. of writers, and they'll say, "Well, actually, I'm kind of concentrating on the next book because I've yeah. done, <laughs> done the publicity for this one." Uh, yeah. yeah, but I th I wonder if it's because it was the first time any of us heard Geffergeist. It was your first. Possibly, yep. No, it was our second single. We had Grace's first, and then Nuclear was our second one. But Nuclear was probably more in the vein of the dark sort of sadness that we bring, we bring to our songs. Whereas Grace's was very kind of upbeat and nice and groovy. This one was much more sort of, yeah, we're all going to die. So. Yeah, well, you know, and again, maybe it was the time we were listening to it. Maybe, yeah. We felt you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. There was like no hope. Christmas had just been ruined. Christmas had literally been cancelled. <laughs> I think it was released the same week as like the longest, most depressing day of the year as well. It's like some Monday in January at the That's end right, of the yeah. end of the month. I think it was around about that time. So it might have just been very clever of us to release such a horrible song at that time. Just pitching it perfect with people's algorithms. Yep. <laughs> Oh dear! But it's oh, one of these God. songs that does, it, it's a song which kind of builds, you know, to mm -hmm, it, it as, as it moves along. And uh, I did want to ask you about the harmonies on them because they do seem oh, yeah. really complex and rich. Um, oh, well, I think so. Anyway, thank uh, you. No, I'm sorry. Thank you. And, and uh, how? So how? How did you basically work on it? Were you working on it during lockdown, or was it recorded yep. before? It was all recorded, I think, during lockdown. We have done a, a quick vocal take just before and then everything went uh, and shut down. Um, the harmonies, though, that is always um, either myself alone or me and Neil working together in just in this flap. Like, we record everything here. <laughs> it's all just in here. And we just do layer after layer after layer after layer for hours on end of different uh, harmonies. And we layer it all and we'll go back and we'll do it again. I'll try and do as much as I can in one breath. And we'll do it again. And I think this one, I might be wrong, and Neil might be mad at me. This one had about 200 or so tracks in the session or something. And most of that was vocals and layering and getting this sort of ghostly, yeah. um, colorful, with just gray colors, basically, <laughs> a gray rainbow of just sad, sort of wailing sounds in the background and lots of little effects and stuff. And it was just, just throwing stuff and seeing what stuck. I knew in my head what I wanted to sound like. Um, and Neil knew we needed loads and loads of layers to make it sound quiet, weirdly. <laughs> so right. it wasn't just like one voice. We needed like lots and lots yeah. of very quiet, ghostly, reverby wails to make it sound like the sort of death effect, I guess, is what we're trying to go for with that one. Because um, it, it's so interesting to hear that, that that's kind mm -hmm. of a, a, a piece of music that sounds so complex is done mm -hmm. in, you know, one place. With two people doing it. Yeah, it's, all done here. Yeah. And then behind <laughs> this magic, here. it's behind the magic, people. I know, uh, behind uh, the magic, it's not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had visions of you having a full <laughs> choir in the front room or something. Oh, no, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> Um, yes, I would love to have a full choir. That'd be amazing. But no, it's just it's just me, just sort of going on repeat in a loop <laughs> to make it big. Well, it does sound amazing. I have to say. Thank you. Um, <laughs> very hard to be on your choices. That's very very <laughs> nice. Thank you. So, ne your next choice. 
Yes. Uh, my next choice is Skin by Finn Anderson. And Finn Anderson is someone who I think myself and Jack supported him at a, a venue in Glasgow. I can't quite remember, but we heard his set and we were just blown away by his his musicianship and his voice as well. And just every song just kind of grabbed me in the way that I said that all these songs click with me. That it's just it's just nonstop. Every time Finn Anderson releases a new song, I get very excited because I know I'm going to find a new favorite song. Basically, it's just one of those artists who's just got a place in my heart, basically. And Skin by Finn, um, hearing that this year, it's such a a uh, vulnerable song um but it also reads like a poem at the same time he's managed to combine this real emotional vulnerability of, and telling us about uh, just stuff he's gone through in his life um with this poetic way he writes um lyrics and just the imagery as well it just feels like a kind of folky tale at the same time whilst also exposing this vulnerability with with masculinity that i think a lot of um uh, men struggle with at that kind of age or even when they're younger than that and I think Finn's just crafted this beautifully like it's just exposed it. it's like a painting almost to me about this song it just yeah. feels that well crafted uh, it's, uh, it's a fantastic song um, the album uh, mm. Into the Arms of Ghosts is yeah. it's, it's a brilliant album as you see every song again it's one of these albums where every song feeds into the other one I'm, yeah. I'm 10 tracks on it and you know, it's just the perfect length and the perfect album. But this mm -hmm. skin really shows Finn uh, what he does really well. And she mm -hmm. said, it's poetic and it is, it's, it's at the same time fragile, fragile, but still strong as well. It's got that kind of yeah. weird dichotomy going on there. Because, um, you know. Strength from weakness or strength yeah, from vulnerability sort of ex thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And kind of putting it out there, you know. Yeah. And skin's a great title for it, even. It so, is, you yeah. know, there's that kind of. Um, thin and yeah. Yeah, and um, ah, you know that was one of the gigs I was supposed to see mm -hmm. him at the Glad Cafe. Just oh recently. no! Fortunately, he uh, he decided to cancel when everything was kind yeah. of changing, and I'm so gutted. And I'm sure I'll get to see him live. Um, you yeah, know, I think he's rescheduling for next year. Uh -huh. yeah, but it's but, incredible uh, live. We both, yeah. like Jack and I, were I remember just both being absolutely in awe and about um, seeing him and just hearing his song for the first time. It was a really magical just night to be a part of. It was amazing. And he's got a voice which. It's perhaps more rare than people think, where it encourages you to listen to what's being sung. You know, it's yep. not There's a presence to it. Uh -huh. singers, and it's just you know you kind of enjoy that they're great singers or whatever. But he really kind of yep. almost makes you lean in to and, and mm -hmm. listen to what's being said. He uh, does, yeah. And, it's like a storytelling sort of aspect to his to his singing that um, I get, as you say, not not every singer has, um, but he can really just take you through the tale so wonderfully. Yeah, it is, I suppose, almost in a kind of folk storytelling tradition that he, mm -hmm. in the way that he's working. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, every single song has a sort of um, narrative to it. There's almost characters and, and all these places he's describing are just gorgeous. Well, at least they're gorgeous in my head. But yeah. Finn's helping you paint that image um, with just the storytelling in his voice. And yeah, I think he's probably one of my favourite artists of the year. Um, actually, yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite artists of the year. <laughs> Well, one of my favourite artists of the year I'm going to talk about now is Rebecca mm -hmm. Vazment. Uh, on this track, Jules mm -hmm. of Thought, she's joined by the saxophonist Harry Weir and the brilliant um, vocals of Pay, who I wasn't aware ah. of, P-A-I-X, if people are yep. looking for that. Um, yeah, Scottish jazz. I'm In the last few years, I've really got into my Scottish jazz music, mm -hmm. uh, partly because it's just, you almost can't ignore it. It's, it's so good. Oh, no, yeah, it's such a vibrant scene. <laughs> 
right it there. really is um just a few names matt carmichael graham costello marianne mcgregor mm -hmm. coto alto kitty i mean georgia Cecilia. The sextet as well. yeah that's it, absolutely uh -huh. the sextet. um and i could have spoken about any of them but what rebecca basman's done on her album um with love from glasgow is mm -hmm. mix her love of jazz with her knowledge and love of dance, electronic dance music, mm. and kind of brought them together in a way which is just really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, to, I, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's um I spoke to her recently, but we're going to put out a series of Scottish jazz post jazz podcasts in the new year. And she's um uh, one person that I've spoken to. And just to hear, you know, how she absolutely is steeped in jazz and and you know. Mm -hmm buys albums like obsessively and things but also yeah. a resident dj in the sub club and as you know tours europe djing and mm -hmm. and now has introduced the jazz she says in scotland it's now expected that she's going to play jazz music in her kind of dj oh, right, set, okay. which is really interesting and with love from glasgow shows that and it's it's not um it's kind of like what was going on with acid jazz in the early you know, 90s i'm going to say uh, okay. Jazz Nova. And I wouldn't know about things. that. No, you would not. There'll be a few references <laughs> that you will not be getting. Uh, right. I apologise that. Just smile and nod. It, it's that, it's that a um, mix of kind of dance music and jazz uh, mm. and, and, and kind of bringing it together perfectly um, that mm. a Rebecca Basman does so well. Mm -hmm. This was someone I hadn't heard of as well. I'd sort of seen the name kicking about, but I hadn't heard of, and this was the first track I'd heard by Rebecca Vasman, and I was just struck by the performances on the instruments, like Harry Weir, um, it was just stunning. Um, and as you say, when I was researching um, for the podcast, just seeing all the work she does within the Scottish jazz scene and the dance scene as well, I was blown away of just another person. You're like, how are you able to find time to do anything? Yeah, <laughs> so I <know>. busy. <laughs> Amazingly busy woman. Um, I yeah, I'd love to see a, a sub club set or something like that from, from her because she's clearly got amazing taste and is a very, very good producer as well. I love the drums on this track as well. I thought that really stood out to me. I um, think and the vocals, the plays drums on it, I think. Oh, right, okay. You get some very good musicians, as you say. Oh, wow, I mean, yeah. I might be wrong about that, but I know he plays on some of the albums, so he could well be the uh -huh. person that's got the drums on that. This is how little I know about jazz as well. I was listening to the song, expecting a lyric at some point, and obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> just expecting some kind of words, but it just didn't come through. And I'm kind of glad it didn't. It just painted again this sort of colourful image in my head of just, yeah, all these different brushstrokes and stuff that are not quite adding up to anything, if that makes sense. Like kind of modern art sort of, yeah, um, yeah like it could be anything. It's so open to interpretation. And I quite, I really, really liked that, the style of implementation and just the slight builds and slight dropouts just seemed like different colours coming in to paint whatever you want in the listener's head. I quite like the openness of the track. And it's another example of what is happening with Scottish jazz at the moment is uh -huh. there are collaborations, not just with other people, but into other genres. You know, Fergus McKee yeah, yeah. kind of folk thing going on, and then you've got more ambient stuff with uh, Green Costello and Kevin Keel. Mm -hmm. um, you've got kind of hip-hop stuff going on with some people, and then, yep. you know, there's all sorts of really interesting and we'll I mean, that's how new genres get created, really, yeah. is by mixing them. So having that happen right in our own um, country is very exciting. And I think we'll talk about collaboration a bit more later because there's been some uh -huh. amazing stuff going on uh, this year. But the next one of yours is someone I didn't know at all, so I'm excited. Oh, about. really? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Oh, it is uh, "Give Them What They Want" by Zarin. Have you what? not heard of Zarin, really? No, I haven't. Wow. Pass All right. I'll pass on. I'll pass on her, your email to her because I think you really like her stuff. Um, Zarin is an Australian jazz uh, sort of singer, songwriter, has a massive past of doing music in Australia, and is over here um with her new ep i think it's called sleepless i might have to double check that and right. um, give them what they want was again the first one i heard by her um and it was just so unique it's just such a sort of strange um i, I think i described it when i reviewed it as like if someone's running away from something it feels like that kind of the driving is always there and it feels like it's building and building and building there's this weird anxiety to it which i really like and this strangeness to it that i really love her voice as well is again another like lindsey clark sounds like it's it's done everything it sounds like an old soul <laughs> sort of singing this new this new music it reminds me a bit of you know again kate bush sort of style um a little bit like um who did this town ain't big enough for the both of us again oh. you'll know there we go reminds me of that <laughs> and just the strangeness and the kind of journey is going on as well but zarin i think you'd really really enjoy the rest of zarin's music if you get time because it's, it's just fabulous I've written down here, I listened to the, the track before we started, and what a great song it is. Yeah. I thought, I'm, I'm going to check out the EP as soon as we are done, because that's Definitely. It, it sounds so good. <laughs> and there's a kind of, there is a kind of, again, a kind of jazz aspect with this electronic yeah. thing. But it's just so kind of assured. Okay, mm -hmm. It's confident, example. Oh, Yeah, right. you know, there's a spoken section, and then there's the basses to yeah. the floor. And actually, mm -hmm. in a weird way, reminded me of Prince in the way that it would oh. take the chances of of doing uh -huh. something just really different and just be yeah, like, something oh, off the wall. This is what it. I do, it's you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm she's just so assured in her sound. Yeah. yeah, so assured in her sound and just what she's creating now. It's just like I can't. It's just one of the most unique artists that I think I've come across this year. Zarin's music is just so, as you say, assured and just so clear in what it wants to do and if you, if you're a listener you either get on board or you get out basically yeah. i think yeah, exactly. you have to just yeah that's it she's like this is it and if you like it great and if you don't well i'm still going to do it anyway exactly Brilliant. <laughs> so my next choice is poster paints and number one and it's a great for me it's a real great indie pop song almost like classic it crashes in like the jesus and yeah. Mary thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the kind of unmistakable vocals of Carla J. Easton, you know, mm -hmm. coming uh, poster paints of Carla J. Easton and Simon Little. No relation, mm -hmm. I'm presuming. No relation, no. Well, not that I know of. <laughs> I just thought I would check. But he was in one of my favourite bands, Olympic Swimmers, uh, oh, yeah. back in the day, uh, who, yeah, just loved what they did. And for this song, I think you've got um, two people who clearly are immersed and love the music that they're making. You know, yeah, I was going to say, like, Carla's work with um, supporting female Scottish music over this last couple of years has just been really inspirational. She's just, yeah, a figurehead yeah. of that. Yeah, no, she, absolutely. Um, for people who don't know, we did a podcast with her earlier on in the oh, year right, okay. to talk about uh, the film since yesterday, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah. she's helping get involved with and in lots and lots of other ways, of course. And this mm -hmm. just felt like you know, at the solo stuff, the stuff with Teen Canteen, there just seemed to yeah. be a freshness to this song, which I don't know whether it was just working with someone new, all the stuff yeah, sounds great, but I just, it was just, um, yeah, as I say, it's classic pop song, it's under three minutes yep. long, which is a kind of yep. old school way of saying classic <laughs> pop song. That is, uh, yeah, radio I just, friendly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it does all those things exactly. Yeah, 
I did think when I heard it, I thought it was from the 90s, I think, a little bit in my head, or the 80s or somewhere. It reminded me of sort of um, kind of Velvet Underground-y with like Cross with the Bangles or something. It was that kind of feel to it, I thought. And yeah, it's, it's nice to hear um, a sort of refreshing, because as you say, we've got a lot of great music out this year from like jazz and a lot of great electronic music and all this other stuff coming on. Lots of great pop music in Scotland as well. But hearing something like this that does sound like it's from like another decade, but as you say, sort of refreshed and revived in a new way to sort of celebrate it almost to celebrate that yeah. um, side of indie pop was really, really yeah refreshing to hear. And yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do next with Poster Paint. Yeah, because they, they did get uh, a lot of attention as well. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. So it, it will be great to see if there's an album coming or, or whatever. And I hear they're very good live too. I haven't seen them, but I do. Oh, yeah. Live. I'd be like to see them live, yeah. Um, I mean, it's two giants of the of the Scottish music scene coming together. So, yeah, it's going to be good to you. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. So what's your next choice? My next choice is... Borderland by Man of the Minch. Had you heard of Man of the Minch oh, before, I'm surely? Big fan of Man of the Minch. Yeah, good, okay. Do you know why? This is on your list too. This would have been on my list, but so this was right. doublers. <laughs> Maybe not this track because I think it would be so yeah, okay. difficult to pick from the album. There are mm -hmm. just so many um, oh, amazing uh, tracks. Um, I'll you tell me why you picked this one. For me, it's like another blend. It's another blended one of two genres. You've got lots of. Um, heavy electronic percussion and synths in there but it's combined with well one is their fantastic voice and to the incredible fiddle on it I, I'm, I'm a i'm a fiddle player as well so anytime there's any i'm surprised not every single one of these tracks has violin on it but this one in particular just the emotion sort of portrayed and the skill with this fiddle player whose name i've sadly forgotten i did know it when i reviewed it um it's just it's just one of those tracks that again it just gets stuck in my head and I try and play along to it and it's great fun and I just I have so much fun listening to this track and just trying to pick it apart um it's just again another builder it builds so strongly as well um from the beginning and then just sort of explodes into this just strange electro folk fusion and I just I just love the sound of it I just love this track yeah love no, all the tracks but this is my favorite <laughs> it's it's almost a electronic and it's almost trad doesn't it it's almost traditional a little bit yeah you know, which is great because it's quite a brave thing uh, to do. Um, mm -hmm. Man of the Minch, I, as I say, I've, I've seen live, love the album, and a, oh, wow. a Pedro, I saw Pedro Cameron playing with Broken Chanter. He was in Broken Chanter's oh, band okay. at the mm -hmm. CCA, um, which was a, a fantastic night. Uh, yeah, this it feels. I've known Man of the Minch's work for a wee while, and it feels like this is really a culmination of what they've been working to. And uh, oh. it's, it's a great album, I think. And yeah, this is a great song. And he's also surround, again surrounded himself with great musicians. Um, yeah. Panthers on a track, Rachel mm -hmm. Sarmani's on a track, and Fernandez oh, yeah. that you just mentioned. Uh, oh yes, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's also on a track. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about that. so you, you've, you, it's another one where it's like a bit like Rebecca Vasman. Who are the best mm. people we can get to play on this record? Yeah, let's collaborate and make something better than, or something that's going to be absolutely fantastic with both of our skills rather than just doing it all on your own. I love seeing that. As you know, I did the cover to cover thing earlier yeah. this year, and it was very much in that vein of like, if we just bring these great musicians together, we'll make something amazing. So I'm happy to see stuff like this where collab is so prevalent right now in the Scottish music scene. No, no, absolutely. And the fact that it's happened when it's been difficult to see anyone. So people have found yeah. the way to kind of do it. Yeah. Yep. 
Right, the next one for me is Finn and Jordan Phillips and Carry the Weight. And Finn um, kind of does everything, sound engineer, producer, mm. musician. Um, Finley Mowat uh, is, is a name and again, works with great musicians. He's collaborated with Bertha Kennedy on a track, mm. Gus Harrower and Jordan Phillips, who have fantastic vocals on this. And I mm. think he is, his background is a drummer. And I think you can always yeah, tell right. on this track because it's the rhythm that kind of takes you right through the song. It reminds me, again, here's some old uh, references <laughs> going to happen, but stuff okay. I was listening to in the kind of late 80s, early 2000s, like Zero Seven, Wham, oh, Night yeah. One, Wax, uh, that kind of, they would be playing in cafes and bars, you know, that yeah. uh, type of stuff. And there's something about this, but it doesn't just wash over you, you know, it's, like, it's something you have to listen to, it kind of demands to mm -hmm. be listened to. It's engaging, just, yeah. Oh, it's a lovely, yes, engaging. It's a lovely mm -hmm. piece of music. This was nearly on mine as well. This was nearly on my list as well, so I'm glad you picked it. I was like, oh, phew, it is on here anyway. This is, yeah, one of probably my favourite tracks of the year as well. It's just the shuffly drums under the whole thing. It does remind you of a sort of, like, this could be on a cafe. It reminded me a bit of um, Georgia Smith's early stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, and Jordan's got one of these voices that just sounds really effortless, which I'm very jealous of because I always have to try. <laughs> she just sounds just so chill about it and just has this, like... Um, smoothness to her voice and just it feels like it's just sort of coming out of her supernaturally and it's just a very very chilled out gorgeous gorgeous song and the chorus is probably one of my favorite choruses of the year i think as well that's absolutely right i hadn't thought about that but when she sings yeah this is if there is no effort going in it like yeah. that how she speaks as well that's <laughs> it it's, it's again a speaky singing sort of thing but it's just so just cool and chill and just yeah super jealous i could not pull that off at all <laughs> It's, it's a, it is a, a great track. In fact, when I was uh -huh. looking at tracks to include, to go back and discover a few that I had kind of forgotten a little bit because they were earlier in the year and you go, oh yeah, that yeah. was really, really good. Yeah, it's quite nice to go back and just like look at the very, very early stuff that you've kind of not forgotten about, but you come back you come back around to it and go, oh gosh, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, that was a great track. That's why I, I, I love that in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, so your next choice. Yeah, it, again, this might be... <laughs> This might be accused of bias here a little bit. But again, as I said at the start, these are the 10 songs that click with me yep. and that I like the most. They're not objectively, you know, um, they're not the Rolling Stones 500 singles of whatever year they happen to choose. Uh, this one is The Emperor by Jack Hinks, who, yes, is a very close friend of mine. Um, but The Emperor I picked in particular because I think it's a, a turning point in his songwriting um, for me because again like lots of musicians over lockdown he got really into producing and recording his own stuff whereas he was used to doing it with a band in a studio yeah. and all that stuff and as a result he's managed to do much more experimental stuff I think this year and this is probably the pinnacle of that I think Emperor because it's just him again in his bedroom with a trumpeter from across the world just sort of that's all you have in it and I think it just shows how much his confidence has come on and how much his songwriting has expanded as well. And this one is much more, um, don't want to, you know, throw him under the bus, much more complex than his other music as well, I think. Um, and there's something about it that just, it just gets me a bit emotional just listening to it. And it is probably because I know him, but um, this is just, for me, it's his strongest song and it's on my top 10. And that's it. Now, it's not just you. It's not <laughs> okay, just you. Okay, good. I've, I've written here, we bring a tear to a glass eye. Oh, there uh, we go. <laughs> so uh, we all get, all right, that's know, nice. that is emotional. And um, so this was part of Jack's kind of uh, 
Kintsugi um, series, yeah. Yeah, grief series. That right. you know, doing it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I think, I, I agree with you, I think it's an amazing piece of songwriting, apart from yeah. anything else, you know. Um, and I think some of the most thoughtful, he, he kind of made and released some of the most thoughtful music of the year, you know, really. Definitely. And I say that, I mean, not just that he's been thinking about it, but uh, <laughs> you think about it as well, you know. Yeah. You think, if you knew oh, the amount he thinks about it, God. <laughs> 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 Such an overthinker, wow. No, but I think you're right, it's a thoughtful, there's released much more sort of thoughtful and more, the music has more layers now, I think, than it, than it did at the start of his career. Um, and it's exciting to see him just mature as a songwriter in that way, I think. And are you still doing your podcast with him? We'd like to, because gigs are back, we're both very busy. <laughs> but we, we do want to come back um, possibly in January when we're a bit quieter and just sort of recap what we've been doing over the past year. Maybe get a couple more guests on as well, because we really enjoyed having guests on for the last couple of episodes we did um, during lockdown. Well, if lockdown comes back, then yeah, we'll, we'll be back on. Because <laughs> we'll have nothing else to do. So yeah, <laughs> um, line check will be back <laughs> if Omicron comes back. There you go. Well, there's silver <laughs> lining to everything. <laughs> uh, okay, so my next choice, I had to have some Scottish hip hop on because again, yep. had an amazing year. Um, you get Nova, you get Country Fruit, who we'll talk about yep. later. Suzanne, Bems, Washington, where this a West. Chef, yeah. Yeah, a chef. Um, Lotus. Older school Easy. guys at Ted G still uh -huh. releasing yep. stuff. It's been uh, quite incredible. But the in terms of a, a, a collection of songs that came out, it was Stanley Odds. Yeah. Odd. Um, I think it was in the final 10 of the Scottish Army Year Award. I think it was. I think so. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. And I, I, for me, it would have been a worthy winner. I think the winner was mm -hmm. one. It would have been a worthy winner. Um, it's it's got great songs on it, and it's a great album. And I think sometimes we don't think of great Scottish hip hop albums. You think of maybe EPs or singles being released, but to have yeah, a, a song in this way was 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 uh, really good. And each one, I mean, I could have picked. I picked Undo Redo as my. I nearly picked Invisible Woman. Well. <laughs> And I could easily have done that or others yeah. as well because there's such a strong collection of songs. They are, yeah. They're so um, strong. I, I, yeah, they've had a really fantastic year selling out. This album is like, it feels again, like I was saying with Jack, kind of like a, a pinnacle or a, a milestone for them because it's such a great collection of songs with loads of different political issues. And again, Undo Redo in particular was quite a good choice, I think, for this year of yeah just having the sort of uh, again monotony of of life and just the things mental health wise we're all kind of going through right now yeah. when it's just all yeah fairly fairly monotonous yeah. everything comes together on the, the, the track but on the album as well mm -hmm. in that um the, the 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 lyrics the musicianship the different styles as well you know that they're playing with uh it just makes for a really um fantastic uh, listen and yeah i could have picked a number of tracks yeah, any of the tracks, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Dave Hook was actually my lecturer when we were, were in uh, Edinburgh Napier together. Um, God, that must have been, oh, how old am I? It was about seven years ago now, <laughs> I would say. I remember I was telling him he was in a rap group, and we are like, oh, yeah, sure. No, he, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a hip hop group, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. brilliant. Yep. Yeah, I suppose you don't think when you get your, your first lecturer coming up and you think, well, this guy. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. We did a, we did a podcast like with Dave at the, 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 when the album came out as well. And it was oh, really yeah. interesting to hear him talking about the academic How side of things. Uh -huh. and, and, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. 
um, right. He's one who seems to really enjoy his job, which was good because there was a yeah. few who clearly oh. didn't. But <laughs> he does enjoy <laughs> his job. He he uh, he certainly he certainly seems to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, my so next choice yeah. is sorry. Yeah, my next choice is "Cocoon" by Annie Booth, who's released her album "Lazy Body" uh, this month, last month, Can't oh, last month, last, last month. month. Yeah, uh, and again, it's another one I've just had on repeat. It would be in my albums of the year. Her and Lindsay Clark would both be in there, as would Stanley Odd as well. Um, "Cocoon" again. I've picked ones that sort of, I guess, for me, I like to see singer songwriters develop and this feels like a huge development for Annie Booth and just because she's always been a fantastic songwriter and all of her music's been nice and kind of subtle and fragile this feels much more like sort of bursting from a cocoon it does feel much more rounded and much more like no this is my sound and this is what I want to do assured that was the word yeah and it, yeah. the whole album feels like that she's just sort of stepping into it and going this is what it is now and it's fantastic it's so complicated and layered and the string arrangement by Rona McFarlane on the album mm -hmm. is Nothing short of sublime. Another one with strings on it. I'm sorry. I can't get away from it. Fine by me. It's fantastic. I love Cocoon and just the whole album as well. It's just so well crafted. If if we were talking about um EPs, mm -hmm. then Rona McFarlane's Yes, I would have spoken about it because it's a great collection of songs. And oh, um, you're absolutely voice. right about Annie Booth. I think she's one of the best singer-songwriters mm -hmm. around. And I think this just works as a whole the album works as a whole because everything again has kind of come together on it but I do love our, our yep. songs as you say it, there's an honest we, we had her on the, uh, the podcast quite recently and mm -hmm. um, she was a great guest and she was so open and honest about her music and about the doubts she has about you know being a performer and all of these yeah. things and I think that comes the honesty comes through in the songs as well it does. There's an almost quietness to her voice. Something I sort of feel like listening to it that she's maybe quite a shy person. I don't know her. I don't know, but it sounds kind of like it's uh, it's the inside of a quiet person's sort of mind and what they're going through a little bit. And I think as a performer, yeah. I'd like to see them live because I think they may have a, a similar struggle to me. Where like I don't know if I've got the the sort of confidence to do this. <laughs> you should definitely listen to the podcast. Uh, cool, I will. <laughs> I think you'll find it very interesting. Um, I will. I definitely will. A, I, I would agree. Um, I would have chosen one of Annie's if you hadn't, because I think. Yeah. Uh, and what's interesting is she talking about the times that we listen to things. When I was mm -hmm. speaking to her, she went, "Well, people hear Cocoon and immediately assume it's a lockdown song, and it isn't. It was written ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just you That's know the time that these things come through. But um, it is, yeah. But it works for both. I think it works for the lockdown, and it works for when I'm guessing when she wrote it as well. For mm -hmm. me, it's a, it's definitely a um. A song about sort of not being quite ready yet <laughs> yeah i think so that works for both i think not ready for lockdown to end or not ready to be the full person you're going to be i think both of those and i i've i've seen annie live a few times and mm -hmm. it has this ability even though it's quiet people yep. shut up and listen you know yeah. it's almost hypnotic that people really want to hear what's being sung you know which mm -hmm. uh, sometimes is quite a difficult thing to pull off definitely having that presence and that sort of um, being able to capture an audience like that, yeah. So the next choice for myself is Constant Follower and Merry Dancers on TV. Um, I didn't see that many gigs once lockdown had finished. I kind of picked mm -hmm. those a few, but this is one I really yeah. wanted to go. And they, they had their album launch at the Glad Cafe and, and it was just fantastic. Great collection of songs, 
going right back to when we were talking about Jeshua, that kind of less is more production, you know, mm. don't throw everything at it, they keep it kind of underplayed so that the songs yeah. come through themselves. Another great album, but for me, this was the standout track on it. Um, a, yeah, it, the, the music, the, the songs are allowed to kind of breathe, if that's the right word, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're allowed to, it gives them space rather than being kind of drowned in, in, in too much um, production. Mm -hmm. Was this something that you knew? No, I, I, I'd seen the name Constant Follower, but I hadn't gotten around to listen to this album yet. I do really want to after hearing, because I listened to the Mary Dasson TV before this. Um, and I've, yeah, I'm a bit floored by the fact that I've not managed to hear this for some reason. Um, yeah, the song itself, it just seems to, it reminds me of like Nick Mulvey, if you know Nick Mulvey, I think that's his name. Um, a, a, sort of, a sort of um acoustic singer-songwriter, I think from New Zealand, who does that right. kind of thing where it's like, very quiet and subtle, but the songwriting and the storytelling in it comes through really well because there's not much really going on in it, if that makes sense. And the Merry Dancers on TV, I think, does achieves a similar thing where you can hear the brilliance of the song, as you say, without uh, all the bells and whistles, basically. So I'm excited to check out the full album. Um, and I will. <laughs> it's on my list now. The album says, neither is uh, nor ever was. I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great collection of songs. Um, mm. Yeah. Fantastic. I'd be curious to see it live, actually. Yeah, as you yeah, say, like, are, Glad uh, Cafe is a great venue as well. Yeah, uh, it was, that's uh, it was the perfect place. It was busy, but not too busy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was one of those nights as well that it was, it was but maybe only the second gig I'd been to. And that's uh -huh. my kind of local uh, uh, venue anyway. And so you bumped into people that you hadn't seen for ages, yeah. for like a couple That's of years, you suddenly realise, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wow. it's just, uh, it was a wonderful night and a reminder, a good reminder of why we miss live music and why it's really yeah. important when it, when it is back. Mm -hmm. Okay, number 15. This is another great choice. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, this is Pariah by Catherine Alley. Um, Catherine Alley is another one that I didn't know much about until I think I saw a bit of her set at Hidden Door um, and then uh, checked out Pariah after that and the music video for it as well, if you haven't seen that, it's really, really emotional and very brutal as well in how it sort of um, tells the story of the song. Pariah is um, a sort of commentary on um, the um injustice suffered by refugees at the hands of prejudice um and the pariah angle um that catherine um very cleverly puts forward is not the the refugees who are the pariahs it's actually the people who are persecuting them for being uh different or not from here or for any kind of issue and she's done it in such a clever way i think catherine alley is a songwriter is another one who can use her skills to um, highlight these important issues in a really um, exciting way. Uh, exciting, not as a, not that prejudice is exciting, but she manages to create a really emotionally driven and clever song with this at the heart of it. And I think using your platform to do that is nothing short of admirable. Yeah, no, absolutely. She she's one of the most interesting and I've written down exciting. I think that's musician mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> because you know it, it's. In terms of what she's done in her music, every release is, is different, although it sounds like you know it's her. You know, it's yep. like, this is Catherine Alley, but there's Very different things going on, there's different sounds being used, different instrumentation happening. Um, she, what she writes about, as you say, she takes very seriously. I've seen her yeah. live a couple of times, 
and uh, she's a great live performer, you know, it's mm -hmm. absolutely mesmeric. Uh, and she uses, you know, sometimes there's a bit of film or there's dance or there's, you know, it's someone who's really embracing her, her kind of being an artist or being, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or, or working in art or something like that, which is um, a, it's another, this is another song that builds uh, as it goes mm -hmm. along as well um, to crescendo and it kind of suits the subject matter, as you say. Yeah, the sort of under the um, anger underneath, sort of brimming or something like that, and then it just eventually just explodes towards the end. Yeah, I just love a build. I think yeah, <laughs> we're discovering yeah. here love you're, a build in a song. You're right, though. There is there's an anger to it, or a, a righteous mm -hmm. anger. I mean, absolutely. That that um, it's is almost kind of barely contained, and then as it yeah. builds, it kind of it goes. I haven't seen the video. Around. I must go and check the video out. Definitely check it. Like what you're saying about her um, sort of really embracing being an artist. That video is a good example of that because I'm pretty sure she had a, a really heavy hand in the imagery that's put across in the direction as well, and it just suits the song really perfectly. It's quite simple, but it's very vulnerable as well, um, and it definitely paints the the uh, paints a picture of the story of the song excellently. So yeah, Catherine Alley is is one of my favorite artists all over of yeah. the year. Absolutely, absolutely. So my next choice is White Novels in California. And, you know, we've been, I've been talking about um, lo-fi production and understated production, but every now and again, uh -huh. I do like a big number. You like a bit of it. Throw everything at it and turn it up to yep. 11. Epic is definitely the word. <laughs> and that's what's going on here. It's a big pop song. I guess as well, it almost feels like it should be blaring from a car radio on a summer's day. Yes. You know, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I do like White Novels, what they've done before. Um, interesting pop band. Um, yeah, quite a kind of, they like to use the production and, and that's clearly there. But this, for me, is the favourite moment just because it's kind of full on in that way. Yeah, it's um, absolutely full on. Oh. And, 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 you know, this was, um, White Novels were a band, I think, formed in lockdown or formed it during the pandemic anyway. And to have managed mm -hmm. to kind of get these, I mean, for someone who's not a musician, you probably know that they're behind <laughs> the scenes, oh, you can do that, you can do that. But for so me- There's wee pockets you know, of time where it was slightly, like, slightly lifted restriction-wise, we can go into right. a studio. <laughs> yeah, you can go into a studio and do the yeah. way we used to do it. But I, I just think, I'm interested to know what you think of this song because it is just my- yeah. Big, big pop number of the... Big the number, aye. Uh, I hadn't heard it before. Um, that was the first I'd heard it was um, researching for this. And I think you're right. It just it sounds like they've just thrown everything at the wall um, and it's worked really well. Um, I think they'd be a great band to see live um, listening to this. I think live, there'd be this huge sound, I think. Um, and it's a classic move, but I absolutely love a dropout before the final chorus. <laughs> just, it just adds to the drama, yeah. <laughs> It just really adds to the epicness of that final chorus and that final lift. And it's definitely a car radio song, yeah. one that you would just blast, uh, one that we would probably blast on the way to like a gig or something, I'd say. Um, yeah. And uh, I've got a weird thing about songs like named after places. I'm like, well, you better gone. So when I saw it, I was like, well, I hope it's about California. I don't think it really is <laughs> in a huge way. It sounds like it could be played in California. I think maybe yes. that's uh, yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. you know, you can imagine. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about Boys of Summer or something like that. Oh, know, yeah. Uh -huh. kind of thing, top down. Yeah, it just kind of speaks to Soundtrack that, to you know. California. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're probably yeah, no, right. That's a great song. <laughs> Your uh, next choice is very different from, from it. Sorry? <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, it's very is, different. Yeah, it's very different. It, yeah, it's a great track, by the way, and I love it. But uh -huh. what I'm saying is 
you've got all this huge thing going on and then we've got something yeah. different. Then we've got this, yeah. Uh, this is The Deep Dark by Goodnight Louisa, who, uh, who's someone who I've been um, listening to quite a lot this year. They've released uh, a number of tracks uh, from their upcoming album, which I think is out in January, which is the name yeah. I've forgotten, which is not very good of me. But um, it's coming out in January and The Deep Dark is her latest single, I think, from that. Um, it's just brilliant. It's just it's in terms of electronic pop writing and just in terms of the the catchy melodies and like the sort of complex catchy melodies she puts in this. It's just, it reminds me of bands like Ecuador. This is a bunch of non-Scottish um, bands I'm going to list. Ecuador, um, but a London grammar a little bit as well. Mm. And again, Kavinsky sort of thing where it's just, uh, apparently the song is about three years old as well. It's another one that's been written ages ago that has gone through many, many different, forms and is now finally in its final release form um, and I think that actual wait time of the experimentation has really helped this come to fruition and come to and culminate in the song that is now that you hear on the release um, she's just a, an incredible songwriter I really just love how she crafts her words the sort of dark and sort of dingy imagery she paints as well I don't know why that, that sort of I think she sings about a run, roundabout or a traffic cone a couple of times and it's just such a relatable yet sort of dark and kind of grimy songwriting that I really really like about her stuff it's interesting, as you say, that it was written a while ago, because again, it feels like a song of the time of, of yep. now, you know. Um, the deep dark is as good a explanation of what's been going on as, it, as yeah. anything. Um, it is an, it's a lovely, moody song. Um, I've just realised what I've written down here. I've gone, it's a song with the music, the vocals, the lyrics, and everything just works together. And then I'm thinking, yeah, yeah that, that song is. <laughs> that's a song. That's what the song is. It's definitely a song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what insight. What insight. Aye. Uh, but it is. I mean, it's 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 um, a good. You're right about the other stuff that she released as well. Um, the song, mm -hmm. uh, fantastic, really interesting, quite varied mm -hmm. too. Uh, and, and you know to write a song about um, Diana, mm -hmm. Diana as well. Um, you know it's it's it shows a kind of bravery in a way to kind of you know it be does, so yeah. specific about the, such things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, sometimes I, for some songs I find like if you have a really if you have a really specific subject matter in mind, it's kind of the opposite of like Jewels of Thought for me, where there's that openness to interpretation where you can yeah. um, take anything from it. Whereas this is like no, this is what it's about. And you're going to be thinking about that whilst you're listening to the song. Part of me sometimes when I hear songs that are like this is about this, I'm not huge into hugely into that. Sorry, because I like being able to take what I want from a song. It's like sort yeah. of the death of the artist sort of thing. It should be yeah. kind of on the listener to take what they want. But with this one or with Diana as well, just having that in mind, it just yeah really added to it for me, yeah. um, rather than took away from my experience of listening to the songs. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So the next one for me is Saria and Nothing. And then I'm always kind of looking for something a bit different. Uh, I mean, I like the things that I like, but it's always good to discover something different. And Saria kind of does that with every release they have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, first time I heard them, it was a kind of electronic, almost dancey with kind of bits of hip hop going on. But this track, mm -hmm. Nothing, really kind of blew me away. It's so stripped back and it kind of allows mm -hmm the vocals to shine, I think, yep. in it. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't know, it kind of hits something emotional in me and I'm not entirely sure what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think if I dig too far, uh, you know, I, there might be tears and neither of us want that. 
But uh, <laughs> it, it just, it's, so, you know, sometimes you hear a piece of music and you just have a kind of emotional reaction to it and you don't, yes. you're not entirely sure why that is. And that's what I get with this. That's led to a lot of my picks as well, is just the emotion that I feel when listening to it. And this is this in particular is another one for me as well, because Saria, um, I first came across them, I think, last year, and they were also involved in the Cover to Cover project, and they just did such a fantastic job on that, that I was like, I need to find out who this person is. Um, and I've followed every release since. Nothing is another build, as you say. It just builds from a very quiet start to just this really emotional, huge climax of the vocals. And I've written down that Saria has got such a way with just minimalist lyrics. Like there's not a lot of them, yeah. but they can say a thousand words with not very many words at all, if that makes sense. And just the mm -hmm. way she, that way they express it in their voice is just, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely just spellbinding, I think is yeah. the word for Saria. That's, that's exactly the word. It's, there's something kind of, um, I almost said like a primal scream, not quite like that. It's not, <laughs> but, you know, there's something primal or something, you know, it's yeah. kind of natural about raw. it. It's uh -huh. not raw, exactly, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, makes it, which I think probably explains the raw reactions to it as well. I yeah, think. I think so too. The sort of animalistic um, upset <laughs> that you get from listening to this song. And such uh, a great musician. I mean, we can't mm -hmm. wait to see what happens next year if there is stuff going on next year, because as Hopefully I say, all, all different, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. very much looking forward to that. Number 19, and we were going to talk about collaborations. And I think yes. this, is, this is a good example. This is my favorite collaboration of the year. I think this is Dragon's Jaw um, by Post Hope. I can never say it. Post Call from Queen and Conscious Root, um, which was from their album Music for Hyper, Hyper Capitalists, another word I can't say, uh, which was released earlier this year as well. And it's it's one of um, myself and Neil's favorite releases of the year. Post Call from Queen have kind of, since we came across them, they've been kind of like um, a huge inspiration for Geffer Geist and a huge inspiration in what we want to achieve with our own career and Dragon's Jaw uh, as a release. Uh, the whole album is, 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 as you say, it's like Scottish hip hop has had a fantastic year and Post Cold Prom Queen's album has really highlighted loads of great MCs that are about in the Scottish scene right now. And if, if you're a fan of Scottish hip hop, this is the album to listen to because it's got everybody on it. Everybody's yeah. on there. Um, but this one by Conscious Root, um, it's just, it, it just shows you exactly how prolific uh, or how, sorry, um, proficient a rapper Conscious Root is and just his lyrical ingenuity with anything he writes. It's just, it's all so well thought out. There's so many sort of puns, which is an odd word to use. Lots of wordplay that is just really, really clever. I just, yeah, he's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, I, don't, I don't have many favorite rappers, but he's one of my favorites. <laughs> Um, he had an incredible year, uh, again, yes. someone we had on, on the podcast uh, uh, earlier in the year uh, mm. to talk about his life in music, which was fascinating to hear about anyway. Is, yeah. But he did his own stuff, but also he does collab, he's, he's a fantastic collaborator with other people, yeah. you know, and... Uh, works very well with others. But works well with others, yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. And, and this was a great a, a, a example of that. Um, and post-cold prom queen, you know, I... Yep. I, they're just a fantastic um, band and you know mm. all the stuff that they've done I, I, I found and they, again they try different things they do different things they do, they do yeah. albums that are kind of soundtracks to movies not yet made and uh, mm. and the, the hip-hop albums are great things so well let's just try and get everyone on the one album and show yeah. what we do 
Uh, and uh, yeah, in fact, it's something I must go back to now that we're talking about yeah. it. I haven't listened to it for a while and it was absolutely superb. It's a great story as well, the whole, um, and also very appropriate for the time we're living, I think the sort of anti-work movement that's going on, this sort of job interview, this horrible yeah. futuristic job interview, is such a clever sort of, and a very relatable um, just story to tell through an album, I think. It's yeah, very, very of the times and very relevant <laughs> to what we're going through right now. Well, yeah, I mean, Gordon and Lily have this, you know, it seems like they just work so well together in terms mm -hmm. of the ideas that they come up with. It's always yeah. a perfect thing that they offer you up, you know, whether it's the design or, as you say, the little in inserts with the voice interviews mm -hmm. or, or whatever it is, there's a kind of level of, of per perfection. Is that the word? What? Yeah, there is that kind of thing, detail. Like a new take as well. Yeah, yeah detail, lots of yeah. detail and everything that you just go, yeah, this is this is perfect. And then they'll go and do something different. Completely then, different, you know? yeah, off the wall, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've actually got to the last choice, believe yes. it or not. You want to <laughs> and it's um, Dot Allison and Zoe Bestel and Can You Hear Nature Sing? So these are two of my favourite singers anyway, coming ah. together mm -hmm. on a beautiful song and a... I hope that they do more stuff together because I just think it works mm -hmm. so, so well. The Alison, the Alison, the album Heart Shaped Stars <laughs> is a great album. I think it's one of the best things um, Dot Alison's done and that's saying something she's had yeah, it is, quite yeah. a, a, an incredible career. Um, mm -hmm. But this again is the standout track for me. And I think just having Zoe there as well just kind of lifts it to a different level. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think I, I did review this one back when it first came out. And I remember when I first heard it, the sort of intimacy of the two voices being on either side yeah. of your headphones, kind of like they're whispering to you and yeah. inviting you to sort of take a minute, just be still and just don't disturb the nature, just listen to the nature. And I just thought that intimacy they've created with that um, was uh, for the subject matter of the song, really, really just important. And it adds so much to your listening experience. And as the little, there's little decorations, some instruments it's just come in and out briefly, kind of like a bird just going bloop, and then that's it, yeah. gone, that kind of thing. I think the whole crafting of it, again, is really clever. It does paint this image of like a sun covered wood or something <laughs> with um, just birds singing and uh, everything sort of growing and, and flourishing. And as you say, they've both got voices where you have to almost, metaphorically lean into the speakers yeah you know you know they invite you know, kind of into to listen hard i mean i i should say that i think uh, zoe bestel in, in terms of lockdown and putting on you know weekly gigs and things like that has had a uh -huh. great time uh doing that and keeping the thing but this i love the album i'm a big fan of uh dot allison's anyway and yeah this just seems like a again a kind of it's a really hopeful record at a yeah. time when you probably need a hopeful record, I think. That, I'd say you know, so, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, Fiona, we have come to the end of our tracks <laughs> of our year, as we say. Thank you again so much uh, for doing it. It was an absolute pleasure. No problem. It's a pleasure for me too, getting to revisit all these songs that we've had in 2021. It's been a great year of Scottish music. It really, it has, really has. Um it's been stunning, and I can't wait for next year lockdown or low lockdown we'll see what happens absolutely and uh before we go i think you should um tell people what you've been up to and what you're doing you've got you know your follow um i've forgotten <laughs> the following is it every saturday is it every saturday you put a new 
Yeah, every Saturday I um, review three songs, but um, I'm putting a slight pause on that for now just right. because things are sort of um, kicking up a bit with um, my own uh, my own music and my own um, just music career, really, um, which is good, but I definitely need some time to just recharge. Um, I'll still be posting three songs, but it won't be in a video format, probably. No. Um, but it'll still be in the shout out Saturdays sort of umbrella term. Um, and, I was going to say, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Follow Fridays. Nope. <laughs> shout out Saturdays. That's it. Um, currently, I'm finishing up the Geffergeist EP with Neil, um, which is called So Far, and that should be out in January. But we'll see what happens with time and Christmas and everything else in between. Um, and that's, yeah, pretty much it for now. That and going home for Christmas. <laughs> Well, um, remember, folks, that there is a Spotify playlist if you want to hear, and I'm sure you do, all the music that uh, we've been talking about. And I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to have a lovely Christmas and New Year when it comes. You too, Ali, yeah. And that goes the same for everyone listening. And we'll be back in the new year with someone completely different. Cheers. <laughs>